Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today. I am feeling the positive energy of today. I am so honored and grateful to have on this amazing woman on my podcast. We actually connected, I want to say it like a mom event, like a year, year and a half ago or something like that, um, where she had these amazing cards um, that are called, you know, May You Know Joy. And I was really inspired and I love card pulling. And I was like, wow, okay, I'll, you know, grab a deck and go home. And, you know, you get gifts at all different places and especially being an influencer, you know, some things stick with you, some don't. And hers really did. And I continued to like, I feel like go on this journey of like, really, you know, looking at her cards and, and reading them and having them go into my journaling and everything. And then we further connected and I joined her amazing um, group that she has. That's you know, like an intentional workshop. And we just kept kind of seeing different ways to uh, work together. And especially right now with everything going on in the world, um, she's been such a positive light and space for me and helping me hold space for myself and finding that joy, especially, you know, in the pregnancy and, you know, navigating all this. She has an amazing book as well, but I, it's an intentional days book that I got like so hooked on. I literally open, you know, every morning and read a chapter in it. I mean, this is Adrian and she is the founder and chief of joy curator of may, you know, joy Inc. Her mission is to inspire our most intentional living through products, experiences, and conversations. Her popular May You Know Joy card products are enjoyed worldwide. Adrian's first book, Intentional Days, launched last fall. And like I was saying, like, you know, her products really spoke to me and really stuck with me. And I, between the cards, the book, you know, being able to really find that joy, even right now, I was like, you have to come on and really share your story. So Adrian, welcome to my show. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm just beaming with that introduction, so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I mean, you know, it's true, and I love to share, you know, a backstory when I can, when guests come on, because, you know, it's crazy, like, when you think about it, right? You just really never know who you connect to and who means something and who won't, and, you know, all these things, obviously, as you go along in life, and I just think it's so crazy because I'm like, we met, was it, what mom event was it? Do you remember it? I do because I'm not based in Los Angeles. So I was there. We were at the Bloom Beauty event right. and it was like uh, around yeah. May or June, yeah. 2019. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was there with Amelia and a couple of my mom friends and we were walking the boots and, you know, you had your cards out and you said, you know, choose a card, you know, pick one. And, you know, and I pulled it and you have a book that goes along with it and had a whole meaning. And I just remember being like, wow, I love that. They're so pretty. They're so simple. I think I also really love that it was like, may you know joy, like not just your company, but like the way every card is and how it said that. Because I think to me, it was like a reminder of like, we all can know joy if we choose it. And so it was, it was just, it was just the right timing for me. You know, it was like, I was there with a couple of my friends you know, I, as a new mom, I'd gone through pretty heavy postpartum depression. I was finally back out and going out and having fun, you know, with my mom tribe and really, you know, kind of putting myself out there and just enjoying the day and the event. And it was just so cool how we got to connect. And then from there, I started, you know, really sharing that I was pulling them. You had sent me a deck and I was pulling them at home and you were like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're really into these, like we should continue to like chat. And 
you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that we have. And now, like I said, I read your book like cover to cover. And now I just go back and read little, you know, chapters that um, speak to me or pull a chapter of, you know, what different um, meanings and phrases are to try to help center myself. So why don't you share a little bit more about like, you know, you and how you came to this, like, you know, may you know joy and the intentional living and everything. For sure. And I just, before I do, I'm just going to say quickly, it was, I remember meeting you and your friends and it's interesting just because, yeah, like it's something like that. So many people pass by and you guys just really struck me. And yeah, I loved when you were posting them and really because, you know, well, first of all, I love creating them. I love sharing this message, but really what lights me up is when people make the experience their own, like you have, like just exactly what you said, like for me, for you, and even for ourselves, different days, different moments, things can mean different things. So I just really love the way you've incorporated because that is the intention. So, um, yeah, like I'll just give you the abridged version, but you're welcome to ask any questions and people can find this stuff on my site or in the book. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely did not live this way for um, the better part of my life. Like I was just stressed out living on autopilot, just racing from one thing to the next. Like I can just see in hindsight, I was just completely depleted, disconnected, you know, that led to horrible anxiety and panic attacks. Um, I also felt very low after giving birth to my two kids. And, uh, you know, sadly, the only uh, coping strategy that I was comfortable with was drinking. So that became a huge problem for me. And uh, ultimately, I needed to get help. I needed to go to rehab, needed to turn my life around. And I can say now, like that was eight years ago. And, um, you know, what happened was I was really at the end of my rope and um, I had to get honest with myself and I had to like myself and be kind to myself and make some big changes and two of the the key things that I learned was that number one I was just I realized I was putting so much energy into my own self-destruction I was like working against myself my own worst enemy and I asked myself like what if I put all this energy into creating a life that I loved that really filled me up and felt worthwhile and meaningful. And that's really where my intentional living started. Like I didn't know that it had a name or any of this stuff. I was just like, I just need to do the next right thing. And I do really, if I'm going to all of this trouble to recreate my whole life, I do want to be happy. I was like, I really want to know deep joy in my life. Like, so it doesn't mean being happy every single day, but it just means really tethering myself to a deeper sense of peace and meaning and feeling that joy when it's available to me. And, you know, one thing led to the next and I created these cards. I just had a small coaching practice. So they were for my family and friends and yeah, now they've taken on this 
this life of their own. So I really, and I saw it with people, um, you know, in recovery, but also just so many of us, you know, just living on autopilot and like just lacking this sense of connection, looking for purpose. Um, and that's why I created them. So it's a really simple, simple way to pick one whenever you want to. So you don't have to go to a big fancy retreat or do, you know, something huge. It's something small that you can access. And it's all these little things that we do mindfully all the time, as you know, that really have this cumulative effect over time. And it's, it's just changed my life completely. That's amazing. I love that. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, vulnerable side of you of, you know, being a mom and also just struggling with life in general and, you know, what you went through, because I think that when people, you know, see you or they look at, you know, the cards and all the things you're doing, if they don't know your story, they just are like, oh, wow, look at what she created. And I think it's amazing when you share things you've been through that have inspired this whole you know, new journey for not only your life, but others' lives. Yeah. I mean, it's so important because that's the thing. People see the um, name of the company, may know joy. I am generally pretty happy now. <laughs> so that's, it's true. <laughs> not every single day, but much more than I was. But yeah, to your point, people think, oh yeah, well, you're just happy all the time. Like that's okay for you, but it's not accessible for me. And just for the reasons that you cited, like it was hard for me to share that story for a long time because I was, I was ashamed of myself, you know, and I didn't want my kids to be ashamed of me or my family or my friends. But as I started sharing it, I felt freer and people really opened up. So whether they had the same struggle or something different, I mean, everybody has tough times. Everybody has raw material in their lives. And it's just like, well, what are we going to do with it? You know, like how, especially in a time like this, where we're all going through something massive together, like how can we move through? And sometimes it is like these tiny, tiny steps that in the moment can feel insignificant, but yeah, they can really help us in this moment and in the long run. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's like, I love that you said raw material. Like that's, it's beautifully said because I think that when you're in it, obviously you don't feel that way and you just feel like lost and dark. And I know I did with many things and especially my postpartum depression. And it's very hard to, in that moment, look at it and just be like, you know, oh, well, this will just be raw material for me to just, you know, move through. You don't think that way. Mm -hmm. um, you don't, you know, and you don't have that perception, but you know, there is light, obviously at the end of the tunnel, if you allow there to be, and you obviously get help figured out, just like even for yourself with the drinking and rehab and everything. And then once you do, like you said, what do you do with it? And how does that transform? So for you, you created these cards basically more for yourself to start when you were out of rehab? No, well, I had another set, like, so I had just randomly visited my sister and was really drawn to a card deck. I, I'd never seen them before. I didn't know what they were. And what I liked about it 
especially when I was so, you know, fragile at that point is pulling a card every morning. It just gave me something to ground to, something to connect with. It opened my aperture to think about things in different ways. And I, I just really enjoyed it. I was like, this is really inspiring and it makes me feel good. So I, I just thought I would always, they had meant so much to me that I would like to create my own version. So that was a few years down the road, but I just kept like a list of words in the back of my journal, things that really meant a lot to my own transformation. And you'd mentioned it right at the top of when we were talking to it, to each other here is like this idea of knowing, right? Like, so we know joy through also knowing pain and suffering and anger. So it's like this deep sense of knowing and allowing it to come up. So that's why I chose that wording because all of this stuff is inside of us. So if these cards are just like a little key to help you unlock any aspect of it, that's, that's the intention. I, I love that. I think that that's so beautiful. Well, and so for those that like, you know, maybe don't even know how to start this process or go about something like this, like what advice um, would you have and how do you, you know, essentially kind of create um, an intentional way of living? Okay. So to me, like, we'll just start with the, the definition, like it, my own manufactured definition, but to me, intentional living is just like we're deciding how we want to show up in this world. So when I was living on autopilot and maybe some of your listeners will resonate with this, like I, I felt like I was really trying to keep everybody else happy, you know, and meet budgets and bake what I was ever, I was supposed to bake and wear the right thing. And I was just like, when I was getting healthy, I was like, what are my values? Like, what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to show up? What kind of life do I want to create for myself? So, you know, it's really just connecting, like asking yourself that. And if the answers don't come right away, that's okay. Just keep asking because they will come. And it's really unique to all of us. And um, if we're starting like a daily intention practice, it's just like before you check your phone in the morning, before you get sucked into the world, just taking a few moments to yourself to just be like, you know, hand to the heart, hand to the belly, like grateful for the morning, grateful to be here. You know, how do I want to show up today? So sometimes the answer will just be in your heart. Other times you could use a card like from my deck. There are a million great card decks. Choosing one at random, trusting that you're going to pick up the right card for you. Or sometimes I will pick one out of the deck specifically if there's something I'm working on or want to create for myself. Or I do also think like there are three really foundational intentions those being love, kindness, and gratitude. So I think if our whole world was operating from one or all three of those places, things would be a little bit different. So it's just this 
this choosing of how you want to show up. And then just starting with like, how do you talk to yourself? You know, what are you including in your day? You know, are you, what friends are you talking to? You know, just populating your day with things that are aligned with this intention. And again, it's not like a to-do list item. It's not a success metric. And if you've got low energy, you just do a little bit at a time. If you've got a lot of energy and you really want to go for it, you can go all in. But it's just this mindfully choosing of like, what do I really, really want to align with? Like life is short. I've got today. What do I want to do with it? Yeah, I think that's, a, and it's like, I think it's a, you know, constant reminder, especially obviously right now, it's like life is short and like, what am I going to do with it? And, you know, how am I going to work through it? And so when you said you pull the cards, you know, I'm curious because, you know, for me, I've always been fascinated by card. Well, I don't want to say always, but in the last like probably five years or so, I've been fascinated by cards. And, you know, like you said, you kind of pull the one and you expect it to speak to you or help you work through what you're thinking about or whatever. For someone who's like brand new to that world and maybe you want to introduce them to, you know, your cards or someone else's cards, do you ever like talk about like how you kind of, um, perceive or how you kind of take in when you are doing something like that to allow your mind and your, you know, soul and spirit and everything to align with that moment and not just be so uh, busy, like you said, on autopilot and not really take it in. Do you mean exactly like right when you're choosing the card? Yeah. Like when you're in yeah. the and you're, you know. Yeah. Like I do again, you know, if we can, to just, you know, start your moment, morning, sorry, a little quieter, right? Like, and this can be 30 seconds a minute. It doesn't have to be hours, you know? But just to, let's say you are using a card deck, and let's say you're using this one. I would just get still and calm and, you know, maybe ask a question like what will inspire me today or what's going to um, heal me or what does my heart need? And, you know, then, then choose a card. And the other thing I really want to, this is such a good question, um, enforce for uh, like, <laughs> to get a little tough on people is that when we choose these cards, they're an opportunity, you know? Like it's just like, let's say I pick, may you know, um, kindness, for example, is like, where is there an opportunity for me to invite more kindness? Like, could I talk to myself in a kinder way? Could I treat my body in a kinder way? Could I be kinder to my environment? So I, I mention this as opportunity because there can be a tendency, especially if we're not used to it, for people to be tough on themselves. Like that's her default, you know? So people are like, I'm already kind. People should be kind to me, you know? I don't need this. And it's like, or there's a, you know, nourishment card. And a lot of times I've seen people, particularly women, you know, go to the punitive, like my diet's poor, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's enough <laughs> shame in this world. I am not contributing to it. So it's like this, like where, you could be the kindest person on the planet and there's always a room for kindness. So it's a place of being 
yeah, like kind to yourself, regardless of what card you pick and like opportunity and creation and curiosity and wonder. So just really having sort of that childlike um, approach to it. I love that. That's a really, um, that's a really, a really good, uh, I guess I would say like view on it and perspective because it's true. I feel like a lot of times people do, and I've been guilty of this as well, like, oh, I'm kind or I'm a good person. So that should just come back to me. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Yes. You do want to, of course, always be kind because it will come back. But I think there's a much bigger piece, like you said, in a much bigger layer when it comes to actually yourself. And I even realized that for myself, like when I went through my postpartum depression, all things with working through and therapy and all those things, it was like, I really had to get to the root of it and then work through it and then allow myself to shift and allow my mindset to shift and really believe in what I was, you know, reading and cards I was pulling and everything else to allow it to line up to then be like, okay, I'm putting this out there. I'm hoping it comes back, but then I'm also believing in it. And I'm not just sitting here thinking I deserve it. Yeah. Well, in two things on this, and I'll say the quicker one first, but the other part too is like, it's a no rule situation. Like people have asked me, like, do you ever put a card back? And I do, you know, some days I pull one and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the energy. Let's try again. So first of all, you make the rules. There are no rules with this. But the other part is on what you were just saying. Um, I had a situation once where I did have a client using the cards. I wanted her to create uh, an intentional practice. And one day she emailed me before lunchtime and she had actually picked the kindness card. And she's like, this does not work. Oh, of what we're just talking about. But I had this client and she pulled um, the May No Kindness card one morning and she emailed me before lunchtime and she said, this is not working. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. So she said, I've been nice all morning. I'm not getting anything back. And I was like, this is just such an amazing lesson for her, for me, for all of us. So the first thing is like, we do this because it's worth it right? Like I want to show up as a kind person. That's who I want to be in this world. And ideally we would like it to come back to us, but maybe it won't always be directly transactional or maybe, you know, when I'm kind, I'll never even see all of the results of it. The other part is when we decide to be intentional, the universe is going to say, Allie, Adrian, I'm going to give you lots of opportunities to practice. So again, it's not a practice of perfection. There's not a right. There's not a wrong. It's like entering each situation in a new way, being really mindful. Like if I'm going to be kind in this moment, maybe it's to myself, maybe it's to someone else, maybe it's both. Like how does this look? So it's really about like this, this evolution and we learn as we go. Yeah, it's true. You do, you do learn as you go and you're definitely 
tested as well. Like, do you really want this? Are you really re, you know, are you really kind of reprogramming yourself and trying something new? Or are you going to go back to old habits? Because I've noticed that many times within myself where I feel those tests and I see things and I'm like, oh, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to be very present. I'm going to be very intentional and in how I'm thinking or how I'm looking at something instead of just jumping into whatever it may be. Totally. And I have the same thing. And then as I'm hearing you say this too, and it's like, and I'm not perfect. There are other times where I'm like, wow, I really could have done a better job oh, at that, you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah. but you learn from those things too, you know? Like, yeah, I wasn't really kind yesterday on the highway, <laughs> you know? Like, I was not really showing up as my best self. So it's also, you know, being a bit easy on yourself, but like you say, when we're mindful and then it's like, it does take some energy to retrain those patterns and be like, what's it going to be like if I show up in a different way? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. That, that's actually a really good way to put it. Like, yeah. How will it look if I show up in a different way? And well, what are your tips as far as like, with that being said, for those that want to show up in a different way, but maybe feel like they can't. And then that they do go back to old habits and they don't stay intentional? Like what are ways in, in small ways so they don't feel overwhelmed to start to really live that intentional, you know, um, life and to continue to push forward into that, you know, new perspective, whatever it is that they're working on within themselves and not go back to, you know, what they were doing because all of us, of course, are creatures of habit. Yes, we are. And it's such a good question. And I think the, my best piece of advice would be to start with yourself, you know? So let's say, I'm just going to keep going with this kindness example, but, um, you know, how could you, maybe you don't have the, the energy to take it out into the world. You don't have to, if you start with baby steps, you know, being kind to, like your, your self-talk, just being a little bit kinder to yourself. How could you be kinder, you know, to your body? Does your body need to move? Does it need to be hydrated? Does it need good food? Does it need to rest? Does it need to dance? You know, and maybe it's even your social media feed, like things that really are filling you up. And what is the kindest way that you could navigate your day. Maybe it's taking time for to listen to your favorite song or talk to your friend, like just kind of starting to explore these things within yourself because it really, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like it starts with us, like in all these little baby steps, again, they might feel at the moment, like just listening to my favorite song is like, what is this doing? But if we practice this kindness you know, we, we build that muscle up, like we keep flexing it, it's just like training it, you know, and then when we are feeling stronger, we can take it into our relationships or out into the world. So um, yeah, just starting small, but it is really this, this practice, you know, it's a lifelong practice. It's not really like whether this disappoints people, but there's not really a destination. You just, um, it's just this really fulfilling way of doing things and it just really feels worth it. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's true. Like you said, it's a practice. You have to continue yeah. and continuously 
show up and remind yourself and, and connect. And like, there's days where I totally, you know, wake up in a tizzy and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I, you know, don't get to journal or I don't get to pull a card or, you know, whatever it may be. And those days, you know, are a little bit more frantic and maybe not, um, you know, um, where I'd like to be. But overall, I try to make the majority of my days to be slower, like you said, you know, to really, um, before you jump into the day, to start my morning, kind of protecting it and doing the things I need to for my mind and for my own practice, and then easing into the day. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me to learn is like, I don't have to be on autopilot 24 seven, even though the world normally is, and it felt like I had to be, I finally found like a grace within myself where I was able to be like, okay, no, I can slow things down and like things won't end and things aren't going to be as urgent as I think they're going to be. And if they are, well, then they come up and I deal with them. But everything else isn't as urgent as I'm making it seem in my head. There, Yeah, so many good points. I'm with you on the urgent because I constantly have to remind myself to slow down. Like not everything has to be done in this second. And then I also think, you know, to what you're saying, look, what I had to learn was to also just be on my own side, like cut myself some slack. So those days where, yeah, I do get really out of alignment and I do, um, just being like, okay, like, let's go back, you know, like what, what can I do to get myself back into alignment? And also like what you've just described, it's just the fact of you noticing, right? Of you being like, okay, today's just been a little bit high gear. I need to shift back. Like that awareness alone is huge. And just noticing it being like, okay, we're going to course correct. Like if you think of it as a straight line, like we're not on that straight line all the time. Like we're always veering, you know, and just like coming back to it. So maybe the more we practice, we stay closer to that center line. But yeah, are there days where we're going to like go way off? Absolutely. Yeah, no. And I think that's, I, I think that's great that you say that about like not a straight line because like life obviously is a straight line, right? And so that being said, obviously we're all like in this right now, really together going through our own things in this time. And I think it's really hard for a lot of people. And I would love to hear, you know, any of your own tips and gems or, you know, just words of wisdom that you would share for those that, you know, I think we're all struggling in different ways. And, you know, I think obviously for everyone, you know, each day is different just from people I've talked to on social and different, um, you know, communities I've connected with. But I know even for me, I've gone up and down, especially being pregnant and being on a very, you know, hormonal roller coaster. But what would you say for like right now where we are in this very slow period, we've really been forced to slow down, like literally be put on pause where normally we're on autopilot. Like, what do you think that we can all do to, um, you know, create that joy and allow ourselves to uh, still be in that space, even when things are very hard right now, financially, emotionally, mentally, you know, everything. Such a good question. And I found myself asking that because yeah, like I include myself in this group. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like we're all just, so I'm like, okay, like, let's get totally back to basics. And, um, for me personally, it's just, well, a couple of things like really trying to stay in the moment, right? Because it can be 
very easy to just go into chaos, you know, and get worried, but it's just like, um, yeah, deciding, you know, today, how do I want to show up to, for myself? And a lot of it can be like really just coming back into your body. So really doing some deep breathing and in this day, like in today, what small things could you do to not only nourish yourself, but to fill yourself up? And I know for myself, it's different on different days. Sometimes creativity makes me happy. Other days it's getting like really, really quiet or reaching out to a friend. But I think it's also a word that I've been trying to really connect with is, is peace. So peace in my body, peace in my mind, peace in my spirit and i've also found that too like we need to be informed about what's going on in the world but i think it's healthy to you know go into the news go into social media and also get out you know to really notice what makes you feel calm and at ease and what are you in control of and you know take part in those activities. And then the other part is, you know, if there's some, you know, bigger stress in your life, like maybe for a lot of people, it's, you know, financial, is there, you know, a form that you need to fill out or a phone call you need to make? Like, is there one small step that you can take today that aligns you with your best life? So it's all of these very, very small things. And if you can only do one small thing today, that's okay. Do one small thing, but, but do something. Right. Right. Do something. Yeah. Or listen to a song or read a poem, like, or drink, make sure you're hydrated. Like what are healthy things that you can be doing and they don't have to cost you anything. And again, they can be ultra, ultra, simple, but your body will know what it needs. I love that. It's true. It's like your, your body really does. It'll respond and you'll be able to figure out what works for you. And it's like, everyone is different. Like I tell people all the time, like, you know, you can't, you have to decide what channels you want to subscribe to. You can't have anybody tell you, you can find out things and you can get tips. Oh, this works for me and whatever. But then the day it really has to be with, what do you want to subscribe to? Yeah. And what do you choose? And not to so say you can't go back to some of these things, but maybe like right now you need a break or maybe you just need to go for a walk. Like you can feel in your body if you're getting, you know, wound up and stressed out, it's a sign to just retreat. And I think, I mean, this is massive, right? So we're all just more tired and just <laughs> like overwhelmed than normal. So it's a heightened need for, and I loved when you used the word pause. Like I've heard this described as like a giant pause and it really, really is. Yeah, it feels like it, especially I think for most of us that are, you know, guilty of being on autopilot all the time and being so busy that it really does feel like a giant pause. And at first for me, it was really hard to navigate. And now, you know, and I still have my moments, but especially being so pregnant and, you know, being in a place where baby girl is, literally, you know, could be here any day now. It's like, I'm really trying to be intentional about enjoying that pause and taking in the time, you know, with my husband and my daughter and 
for myself and the resting and just all the things that, you know, get kind of pushed aside that don't happen because we're on such autopilot and things are happening. I'm trying to really hone into and find, you know, that space and that intentional uh, part of that cause. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Like, and I, I just love when you describe this because I'm sure it looks different all the time, you know, and it's again, you're, your awareness of it and your choice to do it for yourself and working with like the people and whatever's just right around you. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And like for you, would you say you're kind of doing the same? Because obviously, you know, for someone like yourself, like I would think like, okay, well, this is something you practice and you, you know, constantly help and coach down and I've been in your workshops and everything. So is it similar for you in this time that you are kind of going back to your own practices or has it been hard to navigate it as well? Like the rest of us, um, where obviously this is not, none of us understand this new normal. Yeah. It's been hard for me too. And I'm grateful. Like someone asked me a few weeks ago, like, you know, you're during a stressful time like this. Do you feel like drinking? And I was like, thank God I don't like, I see the lineups and I'm just like, thank God I have these practices, you know? So I think the, the amazing part is like, I have a yoga practice. Um, you know, I have things that I know make me feel good, feel nourished. But yeah, it has been really back to basics. It's like, okay, because I just like you, I'm all over the the map, running my own business, parent, you know, community member, all of these things. And it's just like, okay, in this moment, you know, what's the right thing to do? And yeah, with wild emotions, really varying energy levels, it's like getting really attuned and taking foot off the gas, like just being like, let's go easy on ourselves. Right. True. Yeah. Go easy on yourself. Right. Find that grace. That's a really good uh, point because I think it's easy right now for all of us to get down on ourselves, but you really do have to be so gentle with yourself right now. Yeah. Like way more rest and pauses and quiet moments. And, you know, there's lots of stuff flying around about productive, unproductive, like all definitions and all things are out the window, you know? So yeah, just really listening to yourself and what you need in this moment, you know, like if you do need to bake that bread and it makes you feel happy and comfortable, go for it. If that feels like Martha Stewart pressure to you, then that's not the thing. Like it's so individual, right? What brings you peace, you know? Yeah. That's a really good point because it's like, what brings you peace? Don't feel like you have to like, I think that's a really, really good point actually. Cause I saw something, I forget where it was, but somebody posted like some people are, you know, creating a, you know, a movie right now, or they're writing a screenplay or they're writing a book. And it's like, that's great for those that feel inclined to, and that makes them happy. But for some, some people can't even like get themselves into a routine. And it's like, I think acknowledging whatever is working for you, like that's what works instead of comparing yourself and saying, oh my gosh, I should be productive. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Yeah. No shoulds. No shoulds. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing whatever. Yes. And I'm sure the people also, um, because I do find creative projects, um, 
inspire me. Like they give me good energy, but nobody even doing something like that is doing that a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> like everybody has highs and lows or we see the highlights real. So just, yeah, like really going with your internal compass. Yeah. And Cause what? I think that that's also the, the long, the long plan, you know, is just really taking care of yourself so that your health and your mindset is really sustainable. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so true. Well, and you know, we obviously don't really know the future, but we're all trying to stay in the present and take this a day at a time. But as we start talking about, you know, moving back into starting life again, what in your opinion does that look like to you? And like, do you think we're going to jump back into an autopilot or do you see something, you know, that's going to be changed? Like you've talked about with the pause, like, I'm so curious your perspective on this. Well, I do hope things change. <laughs> like I hope that we do use this pause as an opportunity to like on a personal level, community level, world level to look at like, what was working? What wasn't working? Like, I know on a personal level, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like certain things have fallen away. And it's like, what really matters? Like, what can I learn from this to change moving forward? And we've all seen like the incredible effects on the environment. So, you know, how can we use this opportunity to evolve? Yeah. Well, and what, well, and, and what do you think, what, in your opinion, um, you know, is going to help us, um, you know, as a collective community and everything to be able to evolve and, and move forward into whatever this, I guess, new normal might be. That's a big question. <laughs> sure. I, just I think as someone who, you know, teaches and really, um, helps push intentional living, I think it's a important, of question. course. No, and I appreciate the question. Um, I think, well, yeah, it's to just, I think on a personal level, as I just said, you know, like, you know, when we have paused, you know, where is there really an opportunity for positive change? Like, how would I want to reenter the world in a different way? And then from you know a global perspective like again you know our health our well-being our mindset are so important so what can we do to support that so i do think it is a time of like higher consciousness there's a lot of awakening going on and then on the counter side to that, we all know that people don't like change. <laughs> so there are forces working against it. But I think if we are intentional, you know, to use my own word of like, how can we use this to improve and create and evolve? Like, And I don't know what that does look like. So I know that sounds a little bit obtuse and it's not my intention to do that. Cause I, I don't know what it looks like, but I do think it's a big opportunity. Yeah. I think that's a good word. And, and I mean, like, that's fair. I don't think anybody knows what it looks like, but it's, it's more of like, you know, like you just said, it's looking at it as a big opportunity and how we personally take that opportunity and what we do with it. Yeah. And I think it reminds us uh, a number of people that I've been talking to as well as, you know, often, 
you know, I was going through certain things. You've been through certain things. Other people have like, this is something we're all going through together at the same time, you know, like nobody is exempt. So like, that's a lot of, you know, power and energy to, to drive this change. Yeah. So true. Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of like having to really, um, like I say, sit with your shit and like, work through it because we're really in that time right now where we're kind of, you know, in a standstill and being paused and we're going to have to work through some of that, I think personally, before we are able to move forward and, you know, whatever this may be for, you know, our next phases and everything. It's such a good point because yeah, in some ways this really does remind me of being in rehab because you are isolated <laughs> and you're sitting in your shit, as you just said. Yeah. And that's the other part too, that, you know, where people can get not ugly, but you know, like we can see the best and worst in people because everybody's stuff is coming up right now. Everybody is being triggered. So to your point, like, what are we going to do with it? You know, if we're willing to look at that stuff and decide what we're going to do with it, we can make meaningful change. And, you know, if we just allow it to trigger us and all we do is react in a negative way, that's not productive. So true. Yeah. Well, and I would, I think my question or maybe advice that you could give to my audience is when they do get into a negative, you know, spin or have a negative reaction, which of course we're all going to have during this time, what can they do to not only be aware of it, but take themselves out of it? Well, number one, I do think it's important to feel this stuff and recognize it as uncomfortable and crappy as that is, you know, because from my experience, we don't want to numb it out, right? Like, so we don't want to like just shift because it's uncomfortable and we don't want to feel it. So I talked to a woman yesterday. She was like, okay, I have to do my business call at two o'clock and I'm going to have a good cry, you know? So if it's like getting it out, so whether it's crying, journaling, whether you get it out through exercise, you talk to a friend, you join a support group, you go to a therapist, counselor, like, like take a look at it and let it, let it move through. But also, yeah, it's a time of incredible healing. So, you know, noticing like what healthy things do make you feel good, you know, like, and not denying those things to yourself. So again, it could be super simple, like a walk or a bath or your favorite book or like these funny memes or watching a funny movie, like something that just fills you up and is, is light and just helps you not numb the energy, but shift the energy in a healthy way. Ooh, I love that shift the energy in a healthy way. That's, that's such a, a powerful statement. And I think that's true. It's like shifting and finding that space um, and going back to that practice of what you've been talking about. Yeah. Cause we could want to numb it, right? Like I've been there. I could in it now it's like particularly hard circumstances. So numbing is not like to use that word sustainable again. It's just not a sustainable way to deal with things. Right. So true. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's such great advice. Well, before I let you go, is there anything else that you would want to share with us, you know, as far as just, you know, any tips or, you know, um, intentional living of, you know, that you would want us to pay attention to when we are 
um, trying to actually be inspired in our own lives and create that intentional space, like, um, you know, anything else that you'd want to leave us with? Well, just a couple of things. The first part is like, yeah, like my word is, is joy. It's just like what I always want to be tethered to. And the thing is like, we're doing all of this because like we do want to be fulfilled and happy while we're here. So I invite you to like choose intentions, like things that light you up. Again, this shouldn't feel arduous or like a to-do list item or like you're doing something wrong. Like what's going to really be fulfilling. And then even in whatever practice you create for yourself, um, it should bring you joy. And then the other part is it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It could be, yeah, like a card pull or having a reminder on your phone, like just these little nudges, but being on your own side, like being your own best friend and just knowing that all of these small things make a big difference. So just keep doing the small things, like don't wait, don't put it off and just know too that you can do this and it may not always be, it's simple, not easy, but it's very, very worth it. Oh yes. I love that. That's, that's such great advice, Adrian. Thank you so much for sharing that with all of us. Um, and can you of course tell us where we can find anything? May you know joy and plug yourself and where we can get your book and everything. Of course. Yeah. The website is mayyouknowjoy.com. Um, that is also my Instagram handle and the book and the audio book, which I read uh, myself. You can listen to it. That's all on Amazon. That's all on Amazon. Okay, cool. And, yeah. and it's the intentional days book when they look it up. Yes. Intentional days. Yes. And it is all like three simple sections what it means to be intentional, really simple practices to incorporate in your day, in your year, and then a whole section at the back of intentions that, yeah, just like the cards, you could pick them up like you suggested on a daily basis and just have a little bite of inspiration. Yes. And like choose a chapter, which I love doing and reading what that's about and everything and what that, you know, word and how it's speaking to you. And also you have the intentional days membership, right? Yeah, we just launched that in January. Yeah, and you're part of it. It's been so much fun. So a lot of people like are reading the book, have the cards, and they were just like, we want regular inspiration. We want to cultivate an intentional practice. We want community. So yeah, this is just if somebody wants to take a bit more of a deep dive and it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's not a course. It's like you just work at your own pace, but um, yeah, there's just regular intention setting practices through an online portal, through a Facebook group. And then I also do a monthly masterclass. So yeah, that's, uh, it's been amazing and it's growing beautifully. So anybody who is interested, I invite you to come and check it out. Yeah. And if they wanted to check out the intentional workshop, how could they do that? So there, that is also on the website. It is a paid membership, but you can join by the month, kick the tires, or there is also an annual membership. Amazing. Okay. And they can hmm. basically reach out to you if they wanted to, you know, figure it out or how, you know. Yeah. Any questions or stuff they're curious about. I'm very happy to answer any questions. 
Amazing. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for being on. And you thank know, you. You know, seriously, so helpful to me and everything I've been going through in my own, you know, intentional space and everything, especially being this pregnant. Your cards have really been a big part of, you know, uh, my process and helping me practice and everything. So thank you for all you're doing in spreading light and inspiring and having others really help them live, you know, intentional living and really find that joy. So thank you for being on. Thank you. It's, it's a real pleasure. Thanks so much, Allie. Thanks, Adrian. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye.